So what I'm going to talk about right now is actually not my words at all. I'm going to, I lifted a post off Facebook of all things. It's actually Miney Eckert's Todd Duncan notes. And I just thought, man, these are great notes. And uh, if you didn't get a chance to see the Facebook post, because that's the way the algorithms work, here's an opportunity to hear some of the key takeaways. So if you do have an opportunity to listen to some or all of the recordings from last week's Sales Mastery event with Todd Duncan, it's time well invested. There's gold, as Miney says, there's gold in them, there are hills. So for now, here's a Coles Notes recap of Miney's key takeaways and highlights that he found useful and worth sharing. These are basically some bullet points. So here goes. Your direction is more important than your perfection. I like that one. Just keep moving in the right direction. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? Let go of yesterday. This requires grace. Yeah, that's for sure. Don't fear tomorrow. This requires faith. Win today. This requires focus and attention. We are 100% in charge of our story. Ooh, I like this one too. Go a mile deep and an inch wide in relationships. That's a that's a, a really good one, right? Go deep, listen. Listen for those little opportunities to potentially make a memory with somebody. That's critical. I, I touched on that uh, yesterday talking about coffees, I think it was. Get rid of superficiality. Be authentic. I mean, be real, but don't be too real. I mean, you know, I would say, be real, unless your real self totally sucks, then cover that up. But uh, yeah, be, be authentic. Move from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. That's a good one. And uh, there's a fellow by the name of P Peter Diamandis. He's authored a couple of books, co-authored a couple of books. I think some of them with Stephen Kotler. Stephen Kotler's stuff is super interesting as well. Um, but there's a great book on abundance and sort of the mentality of abundance uh, from uh, Peter Diamandis. Well worth reading. Oh, I remember writing this one down myself. Fill your boat with the right people. There are only so many life jackets to go around. This actually I wrote down because it resonated with me along the lines of, of the Facebook situation. So I've hit that friend limit and I can only let new people into the boat if I kick somebody out of the boat. So now I pay attention to things that I really don't wanna see in my Facebook feed and uh, you're off the boat because there's other people that I'd like to bring in the boat. And you know, so, like they say, only so many life jackets to go around. That kind of plays into that, um, that other old adage, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You know, you're, you're the income average, you're the body mass index average, you're the average, you know, performance levels are typically the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Be nimble and be prepared to pivot. Stay grateful, hungry, and know you are blessed. Even when you don't feel very blessed, we're still pretty blessed. Maybe not each day, maybe not in the moment or the hour or the day, but overall through the week, the month, the year, yeah, we got it pretty good. Believe in yourself. That's a big one. That's a really big one. We are all capable of so much more than we realize. Go from on-demand to in-demand. That's a good one. There's a, there's a bigger topic to unpack around that one. Worth watching some of these videos. The future is about connection, more from the heart than the head. Well, I mean, that one spoke to me because I've been preaching that for more than a couple of years now. I've been saying, what's the number one thing people want? It's not a rate. They want a connection. People want a connection, especially in the mortgage business. Man, there's like so much complexity going on in people's lives and the mortgage is just one little tiny piece of it. 
They've got this crazy spousal separation. They've got this amazing new job or business or opportunity, or they're staving off foreclosure, whatever. There's all this other stuff going on. And people are looking for a guide who cares, someone who cares to guide them and advise them through that transaction. That's what people are looking for. And that's why an app is not coming to steal our jobs anytime soon. People care about the stories, right? They really do. They want to tell someone their story. They want to tell you their story and they want to know that you care and that there's a connection there and that you've, you know, you're in their corner. I love this one too. Train people well enough so they can leave, treat them well enough so they don't want to. That's a really good one. And, you know, just to digress on that slightly, I had a lot of conversations about underwriters. In fact, that was the conversation with Shannon Patterson on Tuesday. That was a really great uh, conversation. And thinking about that whole underwriter, underwriter for life concept, you know, rather than imagining that you're going to hire this person and they're going to stay with you for 10, 15, 20 years, the rest of your mortgage life, which is usually the rest of your natural life, rather than thinking that and, and trying to hang on to someone like that, why not look at it like a two-year contract? Where do you want to be two years from now, three years from now? How can I help you grow? How can I help you increase your skill set? How can I help you move to another level? Like, what, what can I do while you're working with me to help you grow into that future version of yourself, that, that better version of yourself? And I've had this conversation with um, a lawyer who's having trouble retaining conveyancers for more than two years. And I was saying, well, why bother trying? Why not just agree that they're going to work for you for two years? Get them to commit to two years. Now you both know that the two-year market's not awkward. They're not suddenly randomly giving you two weeks notice and you're not getting stuck without a plan. You know, why not plan for turnover instead of, instead of trying to stave it off? When opportunity arrives, it's too late to prepare. That's, that's a good one. Shift from being goal-oriented to growth-oriented. Nearly every single producer who has exceeded 100 million was not specifically chasing 100 million, not when they were at 15, 25, 35, 50, 75. All right, when they were like at 89 million, damn straight, they were chasing 100 because we all like round numbers and it's just right there. It's so easy to get. But in the early days, in the first three, four, five years, no one's chasing that goal per se. They want to grow. They don't necessarily know exactly where they want to grow to. It's really more just a focus on systems and process and on doing a better job each and every day. And that's a growth-oriented mindset, I think, more so than a specific goal. I mean, the thing about a growth-oriented mindset is it can actually allow you to achieve way more than you might ever have actually set as the goal. So maybe the only goal should be growth. Relationships and trust are non-negotiable. Yeah, good point. I've told a story a few times about uh, potentially kicking a million dollar plus mortgage to the curb because I didn't want to break the relationship with the referral partner. I wasn't going to let that file go sideways on me. And again, Form 10s in BC, like the client knew it was a $10,000 plus commission. And uh, he was like, you're really going to give that commission up? I said, yeah, I am. I absolutely am because my relationship with the referral partner is worth way, way more than this whole thing turning into a dog's breakfast because after three and a half months, you haven't been able to give me the final document to get this thing file complete. So yes, I'm going to break up with you. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was always a, an interesting one to walk through. You want to dig the well before you're thirsty? 
pivot from price to advice. And that one obviously speaks to all of us, right? Pivot from price to advice. You talk rate, you're done. It's not about the rate. It's not about the rate. It's always about the rate, but it's not about the rate, but it's always about the rate. Figure that one out. That's like a little bit of a Rubik's cube, but it's, 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 those are, those are five really great words. Pivot from price to advice. Lead with advice. Like the price matters. It always matters, but the advice matters more. And think about big ticket transactions. Think about things you've done, big investments you've made, car purchases, uh, stock market investments, uh, private equity investments, insurance policies you purchased, different things you've done. How aggressively have you really shopped around to save every last penny when somewhere along the way you met someone who made you feel heard and who you trusted and who just seemed to be giving you the quality advice, the real advice. You sort of stop shopping on price once you trip over that person. So be that person. Automate the ordinary, humanize the extraordinary. Five more to go here. The biggest why is emotional connection. We've touched on that for sure. Implementation is nothing without execution. I mean, implementation, execution, but you get the idea. It's easy to think about things. It's easy to do things halfway, but you know, actually executing something to perfection, that's, uh, that's always got to be the goal anyways. The goal is growth. You can't approve on a first step if you haven't taken it. That's true too. I mean, look at the, look at the way we all learn to walk. Right? That first step wasn't perfect. Either was the second, third, fourth, or fifth step. They're pretty disastrous, especially if your parents had those coffee tables with the crazy sharp corners. Child of the 70s, long before the little rubber balls on the corners of the coffee table. Those first steps are tough, but you got to take that first step and you'll just get better as you go. Your success is based on the degree to which you are willing to be uncomfortable. And that is so true. And that just speaks right to the 10 calls a day that you're not making. Those 10 phone calls a day, the two phone calls a day, the one outbound phone call you won't make today. That moment, that 5, 10, 15 minute moment where you've got nothing to do and you know there's someone you could actually call. In fact, you even know who they are and you know you should call them, but you won't. You have to take that first step. You have to make that call. Oh, but I don't know what I'm going to say. You'll figure it out. I mean, when they say hello, you'll say hello back. And trust me, it'll flow from there. But you got to make those calls, right? The calls are uncomfortable. The calls are the path to success. The most important work you will ever do is on yourself. That's absolutely true. I say it's the most important investment we make. I mean, it's crazy. We invest 10,000 bucks in some stock, but we won't invest 1,000 bucks in ourselves. Like every single broker should have a therapist. Because guess what? You can't complain about your life to your clients. You can't complain about your clients to people in your life. You got no one to really talk to in the middle there. Like people at home don't want to hear about your mortgage emergency. Like, you know, you just kind of get that feedback. Like you're not saving lives. It's just mortgages. People don't understand the pressure in a mortgage broker's life unless they're another mortgage broker. And they don't really even want to talk to you about the, the travails of being a mortgage broker. So like I say, over and over again in these mastermind sessions I've done, I've usually had at least one broker break the ice and pipe up and say, the best 150 bucks a week, the best 150 bucks every two weeks I spend is going and venting to my therapist. 
Like, why are my clients crazy? Why is my family crazy? Why isn't anyone supporting me, caring about me, whatever? You go rant, you get it all out, and then you move on. It is actually a better way than the way I was taught, which was, of course, you take all that stuff and you put it inside a jar and you screw the lid on really tight and then you just push it down and forget about that shit. That's not actually the best way to go. And the last point, and I love this point, ask yourself, how can I be 1% better today? What can I do to be 1% better today? There's a laundry list of things. You can make that one extra phone call. You could do 20 push-ups. You could do 20 more push-ups. Like, there's so many different things. There's so many different things we can do to be 1% better. There's things we can remove from our life. There's things we can bring into our life. And, of course, if you want to bring something new into your life, you're going to have to take something old out of your life, typically, because most of our lives are, you know, the, the cup runneth over. We're, we're pretty damn full. So there it is. There it is. And um, 30 minutes. All right. Thank you for sticking with me. That's what I have for you today, and I will be back next week. Monologue Monday, most likely, and I do have guests lined up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm certain every single one of them will will join us and it'll happen. So apologize for not having a guest for you this morning. Thanks for hanging in there and uh, have a fantastic day, everybody. Have a great weekend as well. Cheers.